Alright, we're back with an another episode of This Is True. I, I believe this is episode 7. Wow, we've re really been cranking them out. I'm, I hope y'all are enjoying listening to them as much as I'm enjoying making these. Um, they're, just so, they're so much fun. I have a full, full episode this week. Um, a lot has gone down in the sports world since last week. And, you know, I have a lot of say, a lot, a lot of stuff to say about it. Um, not sure it will be very interesting to y'all, but I'm still going to talk about it. And if you want to listen to it, you know, that's up to you. And proceed at your own risk. That's the best way I can put it. Uh, proceed with your own risk. A lot going on. I have start NBA playoffs this week. You know, a lot, a lot of good matchups, a lot of good games. Uh, admittedly i have not watched a ton i mean i've seen some highlights you know kept up with like who's winning the games and stuff but i haven't watched a lot but it looks like we're gonna have some really good series i mean sacramento kings versus golden state warriors that that seems like just a great series so far um lakers there seems to be a path for them to make the finals and if you had asked me earlier in the season i i would not have thought that but there really does appear to be a path, and I, I would not be surprised. You know, you don't want to bet against LeBron. Um, would not not saying it's going to happen, but I would not be shocked. Would not be shocked. Um, but I'm sure we'll talk about that more in future episodes as the playoffs progress. Um, but you know, let's get started. The, the the first thing I really want to talk about is something. If you've listened to this podcast, you know I'm very passionate about, and that is. Georgia football. Uh, specifically, I want to talk about the UGA spring game. Uh, G Day, you know, it was, it was held last Saturday. I was going to go, I was planning on going, but then just some stuff came up and wasn't able to go. But it was a great game. You know, the Red Squad beat the Black Squad. Not that it matters, but, you know, they, they won 31 26. I mean, once again, it doesn't really matter. It's a glorified practice. Um, but, you know, it, 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 was, it was really good. To see some competent football out there played um, versus like other teams like Florida and Auburn who like when they came out for their spring game it was just in like an absolute train wreck um, if you watch those games you know what I'm talking about it was just horrible you know and, and so it's just really encouraging to see UGA come out so early in the year you know spring is fall practice has started summer ball hadn't started and they just they just looked good they looked like they had it figured out not that I was worried obviously that they wouldn't but it's always encouraging just as a fan to just to see your team taking that next step early on in the year um they UGA they looked good top to bottom but just in general the, overall I mean obviously there's some areas of, that could improve but overall you you, you have to be happy if you're a UGA fan from what you saw on Saturday. The the big debate that was settled, at least in my mind, and, and I think in the mind of most Georgia fans, if you ask them, you know, was was the quarterback battle. It, you know, it, it was pretty much assumed going into this year that Carson Beck's going to be the starter. You know, he was the backup last year. He's the heir apparent to Stetson Bennett. But, but it wasn't 100% settled. And not that it is still 100% settled, but on Saturday, he pretty much cemented himself. He gives himself, I mean, in my mind, like a 95% chance of being the starter just off of what we saw on Saturday. And as a Georgia fan, that gives me a peace of mind, knowing that the position is in good hands. And I'm sure for a lot of Georgia fans, that help, it helps them. And I'm sure that's helpful for the coaches and the coaches' mind, too. Um, you know, he had some pretty 
pretty good stats in my opinion. I mean, 13 for 18, 13 of 18, 211 yards passing, two touchdowns. He, he just, if you watch, watch that game, he, he made some just really good, smart throws over the middle. And the, and the, I mean, the ball was just on a rope. He definitely has the arm strength. Um, he just great pocket presence, pocket awareness. Um, some other quarterbacks on the roster, we'll kind of talk about that in a minute. You didn't see that as much. You know, he wasn't sacked at all. Not that you can take anything away from that. I mean, it's a spring game. You're not allowed to even hit the quarterback, so you can't really take a lot away from that. But it was nice to see that, like, he was just aware in the pocket. You always like to see that even early in the year. Um, You know, but I, I, I want to also talk about, like, the other quarterbacks on UGA's roster like that got meaningful snaps. Brock Vandegrift. Um, start. You know, I've, I've stated a couple times on this show. Um, I, I'm a huge Brock Vandegrift fan. Uh, I'm big, big fan. You know, he, he hometown kid. Um, grew up in the same county. Been hearing about him for a long time growing up. But he, he didn't look that impressive. And, and I understand that he's the backup, but he's also a junior. I mean, he missed several open receivers. He, he looked uncomfortable in the pocket un, uh, in contrast to Carson Beck looking comfortable. He looked uncomfortable through two interceptions. Now, one of them definitely really wasn't his fault, but he, he still did not look good. And it's disappointing, like I said, considering that he's going into his junior year, you would just expect to see more from a quarterback of that age. It's not like he's a freshman out there. You, 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 you expect to see more. Um, you know, he, 9 of 14, 135 yards. He did throw two touchdowns. Um, and then the two interceptions I already mentioned. I, I, I think he definitely dropped down to the backup spot. Now, I don't know how much of a chance he had of being the starter anyway. It seems pretty clear that Beck was going to be the starter. But it's not exactly the outing you want to have if you're Brock Vandergriff. Going into your junior year, you're trying to win a quarterback battle. You know, potentially looking at transferring. Not saying that he is, but it, it, it's a possibility looking at the depth chart. And even if you're considering that, you want to have good tape to show to other teams. And, and that that's definitely not what Vandergriff did on Saturday. It's just disappointing. Like I said, I think he'll be a, he'll be a great backup this year, but I, I expected to see more. Uh, and then we, then we also saw a sophomore Gunner Stockton. Uh, he, he played a lot of second team reps. Nothing really. Note to him: threw for 140 something yards and an interception. You know, I, I would like to see a little bit more, but you know, he he's clearly in the number three spot, so I'm not not expecting a ton. Uh, I, I think he's gonna stay in that three spot unless something happens to the two guys ahead of him, like injury or transferring. Um, it 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 appears, like I said, that the UGA quarterback situation has shaken out exactly how. We envisioned it for the most part, with with Beck being the starter, Vandegrift the backup, and then Stockton third string. And unless something crazy like an injury or transfer happens, I, I would be shocked if the lineup is any different on opening day there in September. You know, and, and as a, as a, as a fan, as a Georgia fan, as a football fan, I'm perfectly happy with that. I want to see the best player play. I don't like nepotism anything like that and in my mind from what I've seen the best players are playing and as a Georgia fan as a football fan I'm happy with that and I am fully confident in Carson Beck's capabilities to carry us to the SEC championship to carry us to the playoff to carry us to another 
national title, I, I have full confidence in him. And then I, I know I, I've kind of hated on Vandergriffin a little bit. This I, mean, I, I, I still am confident that if he had to play, that he would take care of the football and that he would do good in the program. I'm just disappointed because I have such high expectations because I'm a Georgia fan. But overall, I feel like the position is in great hands, and I'm, I was very happy with what I saw on the field on Saturday. Um, I, 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 like I said, I'm just happy to see UGA out on the field. You know, just kind of scratch my itch and to, to see some football. You know, it just kind of tied me over and calmed me down until football season starts in September. Um, made me wish the season was starting tomorrow. Like, it just you know, I, I'm ready. I'm ready for to see some ball. But you know, I, I want to move on to my next topic here, and you know, we, we've I've talked about this on multiple shows, I believe. But just and. You know, with with the NFL draft coming up, I, I kind of want to hit it again because there's just some interesting reports coming out that at least interesting to me, and I think that some of my listeners here they'll find it interesting as well. But you know, the the Carolina Panthers, we all know, they they hold the number one pick in the upcoming NFL draft. Um, trade traded up, I believe from yeah not traded up from nine, swapped with the Bears plus some additional picks. Um, you know, it, it's essentially a given that they're going to draft a quarterback and and the debate has simply been you know which, which one are they going to pick you know I mean, most people think myself included um that it'll be Bryce Young quarterback from Alabama or and then other people think that it'll be CJ Stroud a quarterback at, at Ohio State you know I, I have the Panthers taking Bryce Young in my mock draft which side note um go listen to the mock draft episode of this is true and then I believe it's our Last episode, episode six. So go, go give that a listen. I I give my a breakdown of who I think will be selected with the first ten picks of this coming up draft. Um, but yeah, anyways, it's been a debate pretty much between those two players. But you know, now report the the Athletics coming out with a report the the other day that the Panthers are considering passing on both Young and Stroud and selecting Anthony Richardson with that first overall pick, the quarterback out of Florida. You know, reportedly the Panthers—they're enamored with Richardson's size and his arm strength. You know, and I just want—I just want to talk about this for a moment because I've said this multiple times, and I will keep preaching this on this show until I am proven correct or incorrect. But Anthony Richardson is not a first-round quarterback. If he is taken at number one, I—I I, I think he has potential to be one of the biggest draft busts and letdowns of all time. I—I I, I mean. In my opinion, I'm talking Jamarcus Russell level bust. Um, obviously, it's not the exact same situation, but y- y- you get the point I'm I'm trying to make. Now, if, if I'm wrong, y'all can come back and just laugh at me. But I I don't think I am. I, I would I would chide the Panthers to not get too enamored with, with with the arm strength and the size that they're seeing from Richardson when the tape shows that in real games that doesn't make a difference in difference for Richardson. It it, it doesn't make a difference. Reports are also coming out that you know the owner wants to draft Bryce Young, and some of the coaches are, are the ones that want Richardson. And you know this is one of the few times that I, I I'm gonna would suggest that the owner you know follow their own judgment instead of following the team that they put around them. I'm a big fan of like putting a team around you that you trust. But this is one of the times that I, I really think that the owner has the correct idea if if if, if these reports are true. I, I would question the judgment of that coaching staff and I, because 
they're clearly, if, if they're enamored with Richardson, they're clearly looking at pro day tape and at combine tape and not game tape. I, because the game tape speaks for itself, folks. We're not. Uh, were we watching two different players? Because I, I felt like I watched a fair bit of Florida games, and I was not impressed. And a, a lot of a lot of scouts weren't impressed. And then uh, there's other ones that are high on him and think he should be number one overall. So I don't really know. But I I, I feel really good in my pick that he's not. First of all, he's not a the number one overall quarterback, regardless of how good he is, in my opinion. But he's, def- in my opinion, he's not even a first rounder, but he's definitely not the number one overall. I I, I believe that the owner is correct in this situation, and he-, he should use that authority that he has as the owner to ensure that the team picks Bryce Young. And I, I just think if they end up picking Anthony Richardson at that number one pick, they're going to end up being severely disappointed, and they'll also have wasted trading up for up to that number one spot because odds are Anthony Richardson would be available at nine, so it's it's like a waste of the it's a waste of trading up. You, I, I I don't understand trading up to select a player that would be available there in the first place. Would not be the first time that's happened. The team trades up and overdrafts a player, but I I would hope that the Panthers wouldn't do that. Um, but that's all I have to say about that. I'm, I'm gonna get off my soapbox. Quit ranting. Uh, the third thing I'm going to talk about in this episode here, um, big news from the NFL out the other day. Um, let's see, I, the day I'm recording, it's it's Wednesday that I'm recording. Uh, this came out on Monday. Um, mon- yeah, I believe it was Monday morning. It may have been Sunday afternoon. I don't remember. My memory fails me. But you know, the the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and quarterback Jalen Hurts have come to an agreement on a contract extension. Uh, this new new contract is five years, uh, two hundred and fifty five million dollars, and one hundred and seventy nine of that is fully guaranteed or just guaranteed. And uh, you know that that makes Jalen Hurts' annual salary fifty one million dollars a year, highest in league history. Congratulations, um, first of all, to Jalen Hurts getting that generational wealth, getting the bag. And also, congratulations to the Eagles organization securing their franchise quarterback for the ne- for the future. Uh, I-, I think this was a very very smart move on both parties' part. Um, myself personally, admittedly, I-, I was not the biggest Jalen Hurts fan in both college and early in his NFL career, um, both at Alabama, Oklahoma. I don't know. I- thought he was cut out more to be a running back than a quarterback but and if you saw him in college that is until he got to Oklahoma where Lincoln Riley got a hold of him and kind of made him a better thrower the football he really was not that great of a thrower but he really put in the work um he's proven me wrong and I definitely believe he deserved this contract um he got he he got a large chunk of it guaranteed as I already said but it's great for him gives him security great move on his part he was also able to negotiate a trade clause which added to his security it's also the first no trade clause that the eagles organization has ever given out so you know a lot of firsts um on, on the eagles side of the ball you know they lock up the position and 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 they did so before lamar jackson and some of these other young quarterbacks like joe burrow and justin herbert before they got their new contracts and reset the market so they're able to kind of get a discounted value um they they were able to negotiate this contract on their own terms without having the bar already have been reset by those other quarterbacks um and and you know they came out with a number that benefited both parties 
And, and I, I, I think other teams could take a lesson from this. And I, I'm looking at you, Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. There, there was no drama about this deal between the Eagles and Hurts. Um, you know, neither side pitching fits about both sides. They just negotiated on a deal, made the deal work, and came to a positive outcome for both sides. And I think this sets up the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts for success in the upcoming seasons as they have the roster to continue competing for Super Bowls. They already have that built. They have Jalen in place, securing the most important position. And it also that, that also tells other players on the roster and free agents that the Eagles organization takes winning seriously and they're willing to pay you. Uh, th- that speaks volumes to other players. I mean, look at the flip side of this for Baltimore. If you're a free agent or a player coming up for a new contract on that team, do you really want to go play for Baltimore? Do you want to sign a new contract with Baltimore? Probably not. Because what they've shown that even if you give all your all on the field, even if you win an MVP, take them to the playoffs, they're still not going to pay you what you think they're worth. Now, obviously, as I- I've previously highlighted, a lot of this blame needs to fall on Lamar. But but some of this blame needs to go to Baltimore because they've done a very poor job throughout this whole situation in showing that they care about players and care about winning. And they're more concerned about penny-pinching just from the reports that are coming out. And while they might win the Lamar situation, I think this is going to hurt their reputation with other players, like players both in the organization and free agents that could otherwise surround Lamar Jackson and help them build win football games it's just really interesting to see how two different organizations handle the exact same situation and and how they handle it totally differently and they get different results and another report is coming out that baltimore essentially offered lamar jackson the same deal that Jalen Hurts was offered by the Philadelphia Eagles and that Lamar turned it down. And if that is true, I think that is a really bad look for Lamar, especially since Jalen accepted the deal and especially since they essentially have the same career up to this point. One of them has been to a Super Bowl. The other one's won an MVP. They, they both had one or two, they've had both had two pretty good seasons. One of them has dealt with more significant injuries, but they're essentially the same career, and it just looks really, really bad for Lamar. And if I was him, I'd be calling Baltimore right now and be like, "Hey, I want the exact same deal that Philadelphia just gave to Jalen Hurts, and I'll send it over today, and I'll sign it." And if I was if I was Baltimore, I'd be calling Lamar and be like, "Hey, we'll give you the exact same deal." which apparently they already did. I that's a good deal. It's a team-friendly deal. It's a, it's, it's a deal that will help both parties and help. I, I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be very successful with this signing of Jalen Hurts. I think it sets them up well for the future. And Baltimore should, and Lamar should be taking notes about how they could build their team in the same way. That's going to be the end of this episode of This Is True. Um, please follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Instagram. Let us know what you think of the episodes in the comments on there. I, I, I know there's been some audio quality issues varying from episode to episode. I'm really trying to get that fixed. I'm, I'm so, so sorry. I'm hoping that this episode is a lot better, trying to build some consistency. I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm going to admit I'm not an expert on this, so I'm kind of figuring this out as I go. So I'm hoping that it's getting better, and if not, I'm so sorry, and I'm really trying. 
and we'll see you next time. Uh, I'm Isaiah Sanders, and this has been This Is True.